Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. So, we're going to talk about, we'll do this one first, in fact, consultancy and SPV, and that was a question from you, is it, sir? Yes. Okay, so you've got a company, which over here, you're working as a consultant, yeah? And you've got a company somewhere over here, which is an SPV, yeah? Yep. An SPV stands for? Special purpose vehicle. Special purpose vehicle, absolutely. So there's no connection, and your question is, you've got some money over here, yep. okay? Let's call it a million pounds, and you want to get it over here. So anybody in the room, what options do we have for moving money from here to here? Loan, okay. So is that a good way to transfer money? Yep. Okay. Do we charge interest? Yes. Do we have to charge interest? Yeah. You do. You do have to charge interest. So our friend always says you do. And if you don't, it's not a gift. It's a loan. Even if you don't charge interest. Yeah. I think you have to do it at a commercial. If I if if you give me a loan of fifty pounds yeah. and don't charge me interest, have you gifted me the fifty pounds, or do I still owe it back to you? You have to give it back to me, but in terms of for tax purposes, you have to have some form of con benefit from it. No. Nope. Even after a few years? No. You still have to have No, no, because it's two separate companies. What you're talking about, by the way, is if this loan is Robert, isn't it? Sorry. Sean. Sean, sorry. So if, if, if Sean was taking money from his company and giving it to himself, then you'd be right. Charge interest, if not, it's an over, overdrawn director's loan account. But because it's company to company, this doesn't matter. So no interest. But there's something interesting you mentioned, by the way, which might be helpful to other people in the room. You said charge interest at commercial rates. What is a commercial rate? Uh, it could be anything, um, but at least... 95%? No, no. Well, it could be. A couple of percent above base? Base rate, around about base rate. Around about base rate. Around about. Does anybody have a different view, by the way? Yeah, up to 15%. Up to 15%, somebody says? I always think about 11% before the tax rate. 11%? Yeah. Okay. Previously, you could get away with 1%, but over the last six months, the vaccine base rate, you, 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 it would be, you wouldn't get away with 1%. Okay. So commercial rate, it, 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 it's the simplest thing is to tie it to Bank of England rate. Um, you can go slightly lower. Okay. Anybody else have a view before I, I share? Wouldn't it depend on if you're offering any sort of security? So if it's a straight note when there's no security, yep. then you would expect the interest rate to be higher. Yeah. So let's quickly go off on a tangent, because I think it might be helpful to somebody in the room, at least, if not more than one person. So when you go to see, but not in the, in the old days, when, when we used to go to see, when, the, when I used to go to see a bank manager uh, and ask for a loan, uh, what's the, one of the first things they'd ask for in return? Security. security. Well, you want, what do you want? 
Okay. And then once I draw down on the loan, what happens every single month? Pay interest. So we make repayments, yeah? Payments. And then they probably also ask for a PG, yeah? More often than not. And then if my company goes bust, is the bank at the top of the list to be repaid or at the bottom? At the top, okay. So that is called a preferential creditor. And who said over here we could charge 1% but we can't charge 1% anymore because that wasn't you, it was somebody else. Was it Roy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was you, okay. Okay, so we go to, Faris goes to his own company. Uh, well, in fact, let's say Faris goes to, the, to his bank manager and says, can you give me a £100,000 loan? You've known me for five years, I'm a really good guy, okay? Uh, I've never defaulted, and I promise you, uh, I'll repay you the money, but I'm not giving you any security. Uh, and because I'm a good guy and you know me, okay, and you, you've known me for quite a while, I'm not going to make monthly repayments, but I promise you I will pay you at some point in the future. And uh, there's no chance of me going bust because I've, I've been in business for the last 205 years, and therefore, uh, if I do go bust, you don't get paid, but I promise you I'm not going to go bust. What rate of interest do you think the bank manager is going to charge Faris, Sean? A shared load, okay? But it's not going to get paid as interest anyway, so... Yeah. There's no payment. So how is that different to Faris or anybody else taking a loan from their own company? Do we offer security? Or does the company offer security? No. There's no PG, okay? There's no monthly repayments. And if you go bust and you've loaned your company money, you're at the bottom of the pile. You don't get paid, yeah? So you, so you can charge 15%, somebody said, I think, Samed or whatever. I think, I think that's reasonable. I'd probably go with more, more, more like 1% a month, Roy. I think 1% a month is fine. No problem at all. And then, then you could save some uh, money depending on your overall income in terms of using your personal savings allowance and your starting rate savings. But we're not going to go into that today. So we're back over here, Sean. So we can loan the money. Anything else we can do? And so whether Sean charges interest or not, doesn't matter, it's okay. But however, Sean, if you put the money from, from here into the SPV and then you take the money out personally, you've got this problem again. Yep. Sometimes people think doing this and this, it helps them avoid this, it doesn't. Okay, so, so this still exists. Can you charge administration fees? Yeah, you can charge what you like. It's fine. Yeah. So we've, we've got a loan. How else can we get the money from A to B? Invoice for services? Okay. Yeah. What's the. No, so. No, no. What's the. Your SPV is the invoice from the consultancy. You're invoicing for something which means it's a service. Which depends. You might be okay with that. But what's the immediate problem if, let's not say it's a million pounds, let's say it's 100 grand. The SPV now invoices this company for 100,000 pounds, okay? What's the Im obvious immediate problem? VAT. So that might not work depending on, on the figure, okay? So we're not gonna go down the route of services. Anything else, anybody? You can sell shares, you're absolutely right, okay? Uh, and that's probably a good way of doing it, okay? Shares. So the option you've got, Sean, is loan. 
the problem you've got with a, a loan is, uh, if you decide to close this company down at some point in the future, because you've got 18 SPVs running, and you've got 18 loans running here, and you can't repay those loans, you're gonna have this company open for no good reason, okay? That's a possibility for you. Something else which you could do, uh, which and then uh, you can merge both companies together, okay? So this company becomes the holding company, and this becomes the SPV. The problem you, you there have, and I'm gonna answer that with the trading and investment, is if this company is the holding company, so there's a, this company sits on top of this company here, uh, and you're a consultant, Sean, at some point in the future, you may decide to stop being a uh, consultant. And generally speaking, do consultants have quite a bit of money in their bank or not so much money in their bank? Sean? A fair amount, okay. Because they usually only take a salary, dividends, they leave the rest of the money in their company. So the longer you've had the company, let's say 10 years, you might have a million pounds. And then you decide, I don't want to be a consultant anymore, I want to move, do something else. Yeah, yeah. So you now have a million pounds stuck in your company and you want to take it out, okay? So if you take it out, you're going to pay quite a bit of tax in terms of income tax, yeah? You don't like that idea. But you've run the company for two years, you own at least 5% of the shares and you're an officer of the company because you're a director, I assume. So you can claim entrepreneur's relief, which is now called business asset disposal relief. So in your first million pounds, okay, you pay 10% tax as long as you haven't used that million pounds at some point in the past. However, Sean, if you merge these two companies and this SPV owns property which it holds, which is an investment property, uh, then this company will lose its trading status, therefore you can't claim entrepreneur's relief. Yeah? yeah. Okay, so this is, this is the answer for you, by the way, because uh, we've got some other questions. So the best thing to do, I think, is this, which is gonna help you avoid that. So you, you can still make your consultancy company over here, okay, we'll do it this way. You can make this, as, as our friend over there said, Sean, uh, the, our own shares. But rather than owning 100%, you do 20% or 18% or a lower amount. Then you can just start feeding money up and down. And why we're doing 20% is if 20% and uh, in fact, let's make a different number. Let's make it 15%. If 20% or more of the turnover or the income, the profit, the value of the assets, or the time spent by you or an employee is directly linked to investment, you lose trading status, okay? Now because you only own 15%, that 20% as a number has to be much bigger. So if you do this here, okay, so the consultancy company can own 15% of the SPV, then I connected, you can push money up and down. Okay, it's a tax-free dividend, okay? So the consultancy owns 15%, 15% okay, off. link it. Yeah. So, yeah? The, the, uh, the point there is that there is no uh, limit on the value that you can charge for the price you can charge for the share. Well, yeah, because it's connected, you ought to do it at, at, at market value, really. Well, yeah. Yeah. If, 
if, the, if there's no tax advantage, i.e. you're not looking to claim any other relief as a direct result of charging more money, it's fine. But if, if you're then going to use that as a, an, a tax advantage to claim some kind of relief, then we'll have a problem. I'll push that back into the room. Can anybody see any problems a lender may have if you've got two companies which are connected uh, and one company owns the other? Any problems? I've never, had a, I've never seen a problem, but some mortgage brokers do say that if you have a holding company structure, uh, some banks don't like it. I've never come across it, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, I've never had that either, Roy. Really? Never had that either. Really? Yeah, I've heard about it a lot. I've never had it. Yeah, certainly bridging finance, right? They don't like they, they like to create the debate. Yeah. They don't like anyone else having more. Of course they do, because they want full control. Yeah. Sean? The, the one thing that spurred all of this on, um, Shaz, was, and I don't know if this was just the certain mortgage lender, but the, the way we actually did it initially is we did director's loan, basically had director's loan straight into HPV. And then at one stage, we just needed an injection of cash. So we actually just made an uh, intercompany loan. Yep. And what the mortgage lender came back with is like, oh, they, they weren't worried about the director's loan. They were worried about the intercompany loan. There's like, oh, where's the loan agreement? What's happening? When is this going to be paid? They started asking a lot of questions about that. And we're thinking, oh, OK, so just doing intercompany loan may not be the way. So I don't know yeah. if that was... This kills that, do you see? This yeah. kills that. And then they'll stop you repaying the loan because they say, for depending on the agreement you have and the more money you borrow, the more restrictions they'll place in, in the sense that you cannot repay any intercompany loans until you've repaid 75% of the money you owe us, for example, okay? Yeah. But if you're borrowing 50 grand or 100 grand, 200 grand, they won't. If you're borrowing half a million or more, they usually add in those restrictions. The same thing with your director's loan account. They'll say, you're owed 100 grand by your company. Uh, you can't draw that down until, un until you've paid our money. Or you can draw around 5,000 pounds and then that's it. They'll have some kind of a covenant there to limit and restrict you. This kills all that. Yeah, and you still claim uh, ER, BADR, no problem at all. Move money up and down, sorted. Um, I saw a video on YouTube actually uh, suggesting uh, an approach where the SPV, the uh, SPV owns the consultancy. No, we don't want that. Because if, if the SPV owns the consultancy, okay, you lose trading status. We don't want to lose trading status in here because it, it helps us. I mean, the SPV owns the shares of the consultancy. Yeah, we don't want that. No. And if the SPV owns the shares in the, in the consultancy, as our friend at the back said, this company has some value, okay? So if you're transferring that value to a company on top, you've got potential issues with uh, capital gains. You can do a share for share transfer, but we're not gonna go down that route either. It gets complicated. Whereas this way, you've got this first one, you form the SPV, the SPV has no value because you've just formed it. The value of the shares is one pound if you want it to be one pound. Therefore, this company owns 15%, no tax issues. Happy with that? Yeah, just one more question on that. Yep. It's 15%. Does that ever limit you how much money you can push up? Or is the amount of money that you can push up and down restricted to the 15%? Yes, because so, so if... You can never push more than 15% of the... So, so if, you're, if you've got 100 grand dividend and you own 85% and the company, uh, this company owns 
15%, you take 85 and you give 15 to the company, okay? But you're, you're a pretty smart guy, you're saying, this is only if you own the same class of shares. So you go down the route of having alphabet shares. So you just give this company a different class of shares, you give A class shares, B class shares, okay? And then 100% of the dividend for that class of shares goes to the shareholder, yeah? Yes, it comes, it comes out. Sorting out, yeah? Charles, regarding the director's loan, when uh, if the director Thank puts you. the loans in, when, when they withdraw them, if they put unequal amount of loans in, yep. when do you decide and how much do you decide to, to pay the, the, the loans back to the director? Totally up to you. Well, because you said something that you have to pay... That's a dividend. So if you know uh, I own 50% of a company each yeah. and the company's giving us a uh, 100,000 dividend, we have to take half, of the, half the dividend each because we own 50% each. Director's loan, it's up to you how much you pay, who you repay. Okay, yeah? and, and, okay fine. That's irrelevant. Okay, Roy. In creating these types of loans, would... Uh... Sumedha, aren't you glad Roy's here, by the way? Yes, that's important anyway, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but some lenders may ask you for a loan agreement. So you can just have a standard... Does that not constitute a loan agreement? No, no. That just constitutes that uh, the board signed off making the loan. Okay? Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.